Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Lawrence Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? My full middle name. Full everything. Wow. Your given name. But the live group has my phone number. They do. My actual phone number. Now they have my only God-given a, birth name. Only a couple pieces of data away, and you could... You could hack Charlie probably Next any way up, that you my can. my social security number. Yeah, that's fine. So, You're not that far off. Yeah. So if you want more information, then go to joingml.com. That's how you get in the live group. That's, that's how these people for. get it. I'm not giving out my information yeah. for free. We've had a lot of new signups lately. Thanks for coming and hanging out. That helps more than I can even properly describe right now. It's so helpful. I think I might have blown out like my right eardrum. Not the thing. It's my ear. Everything's all crackly and gross right now. The drum. It's the mm. drum that's in there. I need a new drum head put on there. Well, this is <laughs> Nate and Chuck with Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week. So if you are interested in that type of information, then hit follow, subscribe, like, retweet, share, all of the things that you can possibly do to get this message out there. Today's Wednesday. Retruth. <laughs> Retruth it. <laughs> Do that. Today's Wednesday, which is traditionally known as White Pill Wednesday. This is a day where we force ourselves to talk about things from a positive perspective. It's which not, is real easy to do right now. It's so easy <laughs> because life is easy. Nothing bad ever happens. This has been a completely non-stressful year and everything is fine. Mm -hmm. And so we absolutely love Wednesdays. There are some good things, though, like this thing that we've been holding back on, Charlie. Yes. Because it was so freaking hilarious. This might be the funniest troll I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's, I, it's I'm, good. I'm envious, actually, of, of that type of... Well, that's not a very good white pill outlook on it. Well, This I'm makes you envious? No, I'm just, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm mm. envious of the... I'm envious of being able to do something like that. I got you. It's amazing. So the, uh, the, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, yeah, we know it's a couple days old, but we tried to save it for the day where we talk about good things. Uh, they're not using Twitter anymore because they got labeled, like NPR did, some other places got labeled government-funded media. And they were not happy about this label because it says it can undermine its credibility. I, I love all of these government-funded media enterprises out there that as soon as they get labeled government funded, they say that that undermines their credibility, which to me says a lot. It's the truth. It's, it is the it's truth. them telling the truth on themselves. But it's like, why won't they all admit what that means when they're saying that? Like they know that the government will as, lie and manipulate. It's like they as know long it. as we, as long as we keep it a secret, then it doesn't undermine our credibility. <laughs> like we don't know but anyway. as soon as the secret's <clears throat> out. Yeah. You know? Okay. So the next thing, CBC at CBC said, hi, Michael. They were talking to someone. I don't know. We are government funded. They were talking to Michael. Michael. That's the guy's name. <laughs> okay. That's who they were talking to. We are government funded, but that only covers a portion of our expenses. Advertising helps us cover costs across all platforms. All right. So this Twitter daily news shows their annual report and, and basically shows that about 70% of CBC's funding comes from the federal government. Just about 70%. And so, of course, they were upset because only a portion, remember, only only a portion of their expenses covered by the government. Okay, the majority, so, by the way. So Elon responds and says, 
Their concern has been addressed. And instead of government-funded media, it now says 70% government-funded media on there. It, which is hilarious. Just by itself, that's already hilarious. Yeah. You know, you're, you're making fun of them by adjusting to the, the proper percent, you know. Mm. It's so good. Uh, but then we get this person comments, says 69%. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Because it's almost 70%. <laughs> Musk says, good point. Generosity is always the right move. 69% it is. And now it says CBC, 69% government-funded media. And I realize that we're just a couple high school boys up here laughing about 69. Okay. It's so good. But the fact that you control a government news enterprise like this, you're trolling a whole government at this point. To hundreds of millions of people. It is... So much, is, so much so that they left. Yeah. They're gone. Mm-hmm. Good. That's what happens when a narcissist is found it, out. It's true. They discard you. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as the mask was removed from CBC, they're like, oh, we're not doing this anymore. There's no point in talking to these mm, people anymore. They couldn't defend their shame no longer. They're going to go somewhere where they, where they can still talk to their audience without showing them who pays all the bills. Now, speaking of who pays all the bills... This is a nice addendum. Just let's relish in that for a second, though. Yeah. It's it's definitely, I think, might go down in history so far as the best troll I think it, that's ever happened. It has probably the most amount of reach as far as trolls go. It was as kind as possible. Well, there was, I don't, I mean, he talked about generosity. There's nothing untrue, really, that nothing happened there untrue either. Nothing untrue at all. Mm -hmm. Gave them the benefit of the doubt and still managed to put 69 as a tag on a giant media company that is mostly owned by a government. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Now, this is also interesting. CBC put out... Do you see why I'm envious now? Yeah. Like, I like I want to be that guy when I grow up. Mm -hmm. When I, I'm not saying I'm not grown up, but when I grow up, <laughs> you know, I think Miss Musk is in his 50s now, right? So I yeah, I think got, so. I got a few years to get there. You still have time. <clears throat> so they put out and this as chart. Jeff said sixty nine is very unselfish. That's that was part of his generosity mm -hmm. uh, terminology in there yeah. as well. It's pretty good. Uh, this chart that CBC put out. Now this could be for dumb bleep of the week, but I don't really care enough to put it in there. Um, this is where their their money comes from. Okay. And you'll notice this pink portion right here is the government funding portion of where their money comes from. And so when you look at this chart, you're like, oh, okay. Well, they get money from a lot of different stuff. Huh. How about that? Look at the scale on this chart. It's $1.2 billion. Look at the scale on this chart. It goes $400 million, $500 million, $600 million, $700 million. Two squiggly lines, 1.7 billion, 1.8 billion, <laughs> 1.9 billion. They skipped a billion dollars on the chart so they could make it look like this when in fact it actually looks like this. That's disgusting. <laughs> Did they really do that? Yes. This is the actual chart. I didn't even notice it at first. <laughs> yeah. Wow. If, of course they didn't. But you could, you could notice, I mean, right here, this portion, 1.2 billion in this pink section is bigger. I mean, clearly this right here is like 480 million. Yeah. 
And this right here is 1.2 billion. Wow. They actually adjusted the scale of the chart to make it look like this. That's awesome. Oh, Great job, everyone. Um, Jordan Peterson posted that out. So thanks to uh, JP for putting that out there. That's impressive. Good job. Okay. Is this a white pill, Charlie? Fox News is going to pay about $788 million to Dominion voting systems and their defamation lawsuit. They settled, 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 settled mm. yesterday. And I'm going to make... Know. This is my first hearing about it. Yeah. Okay, so here's what happened. Fox News said a whole bunch of stuff about Dominion voting. They're the ones who had the voting machines. And no one ever in history before has ever said that voting machines could have been tampered with and that we should check into that. Mm -mm. And so people were very concerned about this. The actual reason that this gets into being a, a court case is because they named Dominion by name and then proceeded to... This one's, it's slightly complicated, but not that much. They basically allowed people to say a bunch of crazy things about Dominion and amplified those things. And then when you looked at their back channel communications between them, their text messages, their emails, things like that, uh, you could see that they kind of knew it was all crazy the, the whole time. And so this has been a, 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 I think, really important thing for news and journalism in general. I actually think that this is a good outcome. It, it, is, it is my opinion, and it's the opinion of the judge and actually Fox News also, that the things they were saying about Dominion were false. Uh, that the things their guests were saying about Dominion were false. And then you look at their communications, and they knew that there was no truth, or that there was at least no evidence to support any of these things. <coughs> They didn't say that they had to do this because people were so mad at Fox for calling Arizona for Biden during during the election that they needed to win back some of their audience. Mm. Okay. So I think this is an actual good outcome. Let's look into some of the things uh, that were that were said here. This just happened yesterday, uh, I believe. We'll watch the press conference afterwards. I think this is a lawyer for Dominion or this is someone from Dominion. I can't remember which one. Really? That's coming through the computer. I've, I've, I think that's Apple's fault. That's not really my fault. Mm. I don't, I'm not yeah. going to take responsibility for this. Fox and Dominion have reached an, an historic settlement. Fox has admitted to telling lies about Dominion that caused enormous damage to my company, our employees, and the customers that we serve. Nothing can ever make up for that. Throughout this process, we have sought accountability and believe the evidence brought to light through this case underscores the consequences of spreading lies. Over two years ago, a torrent of lies swept Dominion and election officials across America into an alternative universe of conspiracy theories causing grievous harm to Dominion and the country. Today's settlement of $787,500,000 represents vindication and accountability. Lies have consequences. Fox. Next okay. up, next up. <laughs> I know, I know. Trump <laughs> suing MSNBC, <laughs> CNN, and all the other ones for defaming the Trump name. 
I am curious as to why. Now the issue is with with defamation, you've you've got to prove harm. That you've got to prove actual malice. You've got to prove that they knew the things weren't true. And this is slightly tricky in the in the case in the Fox News case because they it wasn't really the hosts that were saying all these things. They were interviewing guests and like that that lawyer Sidney Powell would come on and and say stuff. And surely it's newsworthy that the president of the United States or even the former president of the United States has these lawyers for him that are saying that this election system is, uh, well, I mean, actually, let me just, I think there's a video I have pulled up that's got some of the clips. You know, so surely it's newsworthy that this is actually happening, that there are people saying these things. Uh, but then when you look in their back channel communications, they're basically, they're, they're kind of saying, yeah, this uh, Sidney Powell, this, this whole thing's kind of crazy. We don't have any evidence on mm -hmm. this. Uh, but we have to keep doing it because the viewers are pissed about us calling Arizona. You know, you get you get a lot of things like Steal that. This election, electoral fraud that would be uh, perpetrated through electronic voting. They used the machines to trash large batches of votes. Claims like these are at the center of a one point six billion dollar defamation case against Fox News. Dominion Voting Systems sued the broadcaster in twenty twenty one over alleged defamatory honesty and here. unreliable. But on her show a day after receiving the email. Sydney, we talked about the Dominion software. I know that there were voting irregularities. Tell me about that. That's to put it mildly. The computer glitches could not and should not have happened in at, at all. Those that is where the fraud took place, where they were flipping votes in the computer system or adding votes that did not exist. All of these Dominion will use now. Here's the deal. They call out this company by name and people on here and there, there's never any there's never any proof found that any of this stuff happened at all. Okay? Mm -hmm. With the with the Dominion Systems thing. I'm not going to sit here and say that there's no funny business as it relates to the election at all or that it at least is possible that things happen. That's always been our stance on the matter. What I hope is that this I, it's not because like I hate Fox News. I hope that the idea that something like this can happen will affect all of the news channels and not just Fox. The left is looking at this as a good thing because, oh, people are finally finding out that Fox News doesn't care about the truth and they're just lying to people all the time. And that's not really what I'm worried about here. What I want from this is if you're, if you're going to specifically call out a company and go after them over and over again like this, you need to have some backing. And if you admit uh, on the sly and you're in your slack on the slack or whatever that you don't, you don't think this is a real thing or you think the people saying this are crazy, then maybe you shouldn't do it anymore. You know? Yeah. Actually the judge said, so I guess this, this is reading from the judge basically dominion committed election fraud that it manipulated vote counts through its software and algorithms that it was founded in Venezuela to rig elections for dictator Hugo Chavez, and that it paid kickbacks to government officials who used its machines in the election. Those are claims Judge, on Fox. Claims on Fox. Judge Davis said it was crystal clear that none of the statements relating to Dominion about the 2020 election are true. He added that the statements were defamatory per se. Now that means that Dominion didn't actually have to, um, Dominion didn't actually have to prove any harm and that they didn't have to 
They don't have to prove malice that Fox they didn't knew have that to those prove things. Malice. Yeah. When he says that those are defamatory per se, that means they're defamatory in nature. And so they don't even have to prove malice. It's based on what was said. That's defamatory in and of itself. Um, so they strike at the basic integrity of Dominion's business and seem to charge Dominion with the serious crime of election fraud. So they didn't have to prove malice. Didn't have to prove motivation. They would have to if they went through court. They settled before court. Yeah. They, they would have to prove the malice, and this is basically Fox not wanting to go through a really embarrassing trial where they read out everyone's text messages and emails and, and all this stuff. It would just be really damaging for them. I don't know exactly how it would go for them, but they decided it was best just to not let that trial happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope, like I said, that this reverberates uh, into some of the other media. And there's no lawsuits over this Russia hoax. Thing. Right. That's I mean, how much time was spent on this? Now, a lot of those hosts were reporting Co- on COVID. Th- a lot of those hosts were reporting on things that they were being told by the national security apparatus or whatever it was. You know, it's not like the hosts were alleging that they personally knew that Donald Trump was a Russian plant. They were going off of all this information that had come from the FBI or the, you know, whoever it was that was doing all these investigations or various people in the government that were making those allegations. And so they never get sued over those things, I guess, because they're just reporting on things that people are saying. Or at least we haven't heard about those lawsuits. But I wonder if there actually was a lawsuit, if you would go into their private communications and you would find out well, actually, they were saying they knew it wasn't true the whole time. Now, where they could be protected is they could be really smart and they could be using an app like Converso where they were talking back and forth about how they, what they actually thought about the Russia allegations. And that's what Fox News should have been doing as well because they could have unsent the messages. They could have blocked screenshots from being taken. They could have had this end-to-end encryption the entire time. And you would have never, never had to worry about this. And in this case, it would have saved Fox News almost $800 million if they just would have been using an app like Converso. And you can text me about how great that segue was at 555-184-3042 on your Converso app. Use the link in the show notes. That was... Wasn't that so good? That was good. You had that plan the whole time. No, I didn't come up with that until... Just a, now? Like a sentence before it. <laughs> right then. <laughs> So look at the show notes for true privacy. If you want true <laughs> privacy, go download the Converso app, True Privacy. It's in The link is in the show notes. Text us. You can text Good Morning Liberty. Anything you want, 555-184-3042. 555-184-3042. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, just having privacy is important. It's funny we keep thinking of, uh, you know, not up and up things. Uh, to to always do with it, but just keep your communication private. When I talk to Charlie, I want it to be me and Charlie, not me, Agent Smith, and Charlie while we're talking to each other. Okay, yeah. that's weird. Okay, so uh, let's let's try this um, this next thing here. Oh, the 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 COVID response. We'll take you through a carousel here of some news stories from 2020. Should there be any lawsuits about this? I mean, Sweden would have to sue people, but uh, I, I'm not really well, I sure. Mean, like COVID in general. <laughs> oh, there could. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how those things work. The inside story, you know, that Nick Sam uh, Salmon guy, he got paid two hundred seventy-five million dollars from CNN. 
uh, because they defamed him, you know, and he, I guess he wasn't a public figure at that time. Uh, the bar was maybe a little bit lower. What about any news organizations that reported on a business staying open, you know, and getting in trouble for it or whatever? Yeah. And they defamed that business to where their business has suffered because of it. <clears throat> yep. You can't sue that news organization because it was based on a lie. I like how Costco just put your phone number out there again. <laughs> <laughs> The inside story of how Sweden botched its coronavirus response. Uh, Stockholm denies pursuing herd immunity, but internal emails show Swedish officials were resigned were resigned to mass infections all alone all along. Here's another news story. Sweden's COVID-19 strategy has caused an amplification of the pandemic. Here's another one. Sweden's unconventional approach to COVID-19. What went wrong? Not enough people died. <laughs> That's what happened. New York Times, Sweden has become the world's cautionary tale when it comes to COVID. The decision to carry on in the face of the pandemic has yielded a surge of deaths without sparing its economy from damage. A red flag as the U.S. and Britain move to lift lockdowns from the New York Times. Also from the New York Times a couple of weeks ago, I've been wanting to talk about this. How did the no-mandate Sweden end up with such an average pandemic? <laughs> so that's good, it's, too. Also, we just went one New York Times to another New York Times yeah. right uh, there. That's an opinion piece. It is an opinion piece. Mm -hmm. And what's also funny is this is like the uh, newsletter subscribers post. It's not just a blast out on the front page of the yeah. New York Times or anything. Uh, so when you... When you look at their excess mortality, now I want to thank John Miltimore from Fee uh, for doing a nice article on this and putting all this information together. Well, it turns out that the lowest excess deaths in Europe from 2020 to 2022 goes to Sweden, <laughs> the one country that did not panic and toss out all of its wisdom. Uh, excess mortality, 4.4%, and you see them down there at the bottom of that list. Although I will say, I don't see the United Kingdom on here specifically on that list. Maybe there's a reason that they're not, but you do have Germany and Belgium and Ireland and France and Austria and European countries. Mm. Like countries in Europe. Bulgaria being the top one up there. So if you look at what Sweden did, very different from what the rest of the world did. And we we talked about them several times. And of course, a lot of these news organizations talked about them several times, about how basically everyone was just going to die. In fact, uh, if you look at John Miltimore's post, here's what they were projecting for the amount of patients and ICUs. These are these thinner lines up here, the predictions. And then this blue line is what actually happened <laughs> right there. Very different. Oh, God. And then continuing on with projections. How are we so right about all this, Nate? I don't... You know what's in there? I was thinking deeper on that today. And you know how we talk about we don't pursue these, these policies or these ideas because we think it's the best outcome for the most amount of people. Now, we do make that argument that it is the best outcome. Uh, but Ayn Rand made the argument that that is the wrong reason to to argue for these things. You argue for them because they are the only moral way of doing things. And then it just so happens to be that the moral way of doing things has been the best thing for the most amount of people. It yields the best results. And this is another case of that where you can make the argument, well, they were trying to get herd immunity or they were worried about all this stuff. 
it actually was just the most moral. Now they still had some some restrictions and stuff, but it was like the most moral out of out of all of the countries that that handled this. And then they end up with like the best outcome for the most amount of people. And it just turns out to be that where you maximize people's freedom, uh, the well-being of those people ends up being maximized as well. Mm. And, that and that's great. Profound. That, Isn't that something? Something did happen in my brain earlier today. Also, you know, you know what else is weird, by the way? People were dying from other things than COVID. That's the excess deaths part. So, you know, you you don't just get COVID, but then you get all the deaths of despair. You get the alcoholism, you get all that, you know, you get your unemployment going up and you get your uh, worse health care outcomes for people. They get addicted to drugs. They commit suicide. There's more crime, more violence, things like that. Uh, look at this model from the Imperial College also, of London. do you think... By the way, do you think the BLM protests and things like that would have been as big if those no. people were actually working instead of getting unemployment checks? No. <laughs> like, I don't think they would have happened at all if we wouldn't have been in that lockdown scenario at that time. Yeah. I, I, I really don't. I think everything is different. Or they would have actually <clears throat> been mostly peaceful. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe yeah. so. Um, the, the Imperial College of London, they predicted as many 40, as many as, uh, 40 million people would die in nine months that the virus was left unchecked. Uh, those same modelers predicted that Sweden would suffer 96,000 deaths by July of 2020 if the nation didn't close down. By that time, July of 2020, the death number was 5,700 with the nation not closing down. So those models where the, the models freaked everyone out at the beginning. They projected all these millions of people that were going to die. And they're just, they're, they're just models. They're as stupid as any model you've ever seen. I'm talking about data models. I'm not talking about, you know, like model models. People models. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. Maybe equal. <laughs> Dummy. You know, I'm not sure. That doesn't apply to everyone. I don't want to blanket all of the models out there. I'm sure there's some genius models out there, but not this one, which projected 96,000 deaths by July 2020 because it was only 5,700. Okay. How can you be so wrong? Like 4% of what they projected. You know what this place probably ended up getting was a bigger budget. It's probably the, you know, the Imperial College. They're like, oh, you know what's wrong is you didn't have enough people. You got to hire some more people and do this. That, that's what always happens when they are so wrong and it should be embarrassing and they should lose their jobs. Instead, that's not what's going to happen here. That's not what's going to happen with the, all the people in our governments that were wrong about this. And then people like us who were just crazy right about it, you know, or the guy in Sweden. And then we're labeled as horrible people yeah. who don't care about people. Did it's he, actually, no, we care more. That's the actual truth. We care, we care more about people. We care harder. We care harder about those people. So that was a good news thing uh, from, from today for White Pill Wednesday, I felt like. Now, there is something that does not fit a White Pill Wednesday thing at all. Just this news story. I wanted to speculate wildly, Charlie, about why this is not sweeping the nation top story, biggest news out there. When you have... Four people killed and 32 people injured 
at a birthday party in a mass shooting in Alabama. That qualifies as a mass shooting. That is a mass shooting. Four killed, 32 injured. Why do you think it's not... Like, we're talking about this kid... Oh, I know why it's not. We're talking about this kid that got shot when he rang the wrong doorbell. And he survived. It's going to be a millionaire from it. Going to go to the White House. We're not talking about... Oh, that's got to be one of the biggest mass shootings. I know it doesn't have the biggest death count, uh, but 32 people injured, four killed, that's a big one. Huge. What do you think the differences are in it? I already know what the differences are. What do you it's, what is that? Well, the reason why is because this has been uh, this is gang related. Is it gang related? That's what I've heard. Okay. So, I heard that this shooting was gang related. Uh, also the uh, perpetrators were not white. And neither were the victims. And neither were the victims. And so... Weird. Also, they can't pin this on the NRA. No. They can't pin it on Republicans. They can't pin it on anything that that would further their narrative and their agenda. Is that because it was... So that's that's probably why they're silent on it. Is that because this shooting where 32 people were injured and four killed were perpetrated by uh, underage... Individuals who were not legally allowed to have the handguns that they used to shoot that many people. And so there's like, what's the narrative that you're going to come up with? Get, get all of the guns that exist in the country off the street. You can't. And so that's why we're not hearing about this. Mm -hmm. It's not white on black crime. It's not a white person that shot these black kids. It was more of what we see typically. And so no one's out there talking about how these, you know, black kids like this are scared to go out in public because some random racist is going to kill them. But they were killed. No one's talking about banning assault weapons because it was done with a handgun. No one's talking about purchasing age requirements because they were underage anyway. No one's talking about abolishing the NRA. Because... <laughs> This was already, it was all illegal. It doesn't fit any narrative, and that's why this massive mass shooting. 32 people injured and four dead? Teenagers, Mm. mostly. Why aren't we talking about this every single day? What about their lives? Also a tragedy, by the way. Very tragic. absolutely horrible. And (laughs) we can blast Twitter and... All across media when it comes to, and look, maybe this is part of the systemic racism when it comes to white kids being killed. Yeah. You know, but here we have a whole host of black people and it's hardly, it's hardly anywhere. If I were the parents of these kids, I would be so upset about this thing. Like The way that the media is so selective and you have a kid that dies in one of the biggest mass shootings that there's been. And what it's not as important because there were handguns used instead of assault weapons or assault rifle or whatever. We have to AR-15s and because the people that killed them were black. And so you're not going to see the news media talking about the deaths of your kids. You're not going to get a call from the White House about it. You're not going to get invited to the White House. I was just going to ask to talk about this. Going to get invited to the White House. Kamala is not going to show up to go talk to them. It's going to be swept under the rug like it never happened. And it's purely your kid's life didn't matter 
because it was another kid with the same with the same skin color that killed them. Which this type of thing basically happens every weekend in Chicago. Oh yeah. So on average, I would say, without even looking at the data, I know this that about four people are killed and then around thirty two people are injured with guns in Chicago every weekend. Oh, for sure. Every weekend. So Brian Krasenstein says two suspects in a Dayville, Alabama mass shooting have been arrested. I got to tell you one other just annoying part. And it's one of those things where it only matters because you know how it would be if it were different. They arrested the two guys. They named them. I went through, I think, eight different news pieces about the fact that they arrested these two people. Couldn't find them. Not a single picture of the people they arrested. Nothing. All pictures of this cop giving a press conference or maybe a picture of the victims. News stories about the fact that they arrested two people. No pictures of the people they arrested. Why is that? And can you tell me? Is it because they're minors? I'm wondering. Not sure. Because 16, be, sure. 16 and 17 year old. Let's leave that up as a possibility. I'm guessing sure. these are brothers, the McCullough. It's like two brothers that were arrested. The thing that is so annoying is a double standard. Are you telling me that if the two guys that did this shooting were white, that none of those pages I clicked on would have had pictures and massive expansive bios I'm, on the shooters? I'm telling you, I don't know. We'd, I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to think yeah. maybe because they are minors, they can't, they're not allowed to actually show their pictures. Yeah, that could be it. Sure. But it's possible that there's another motive. There's pro there might be another motivation. I don't know. Let's uh, let's see. Let's let's do a couple more good things before we get out of here. What was this part? Um, will Ohio kill the death penalty? I did want to mention that we are against the death penalty here on Good Morning Liberty. We're against death at, as yeah. a as something that happens. Yeah, completely against it. Why are you against the death penalty, Charles? Because I don't trust the government to get it right. That's why. It's not because you don't think a life should be killed if they took no. another life. No, like if you, as a father, like if you, uh, let's say, raped my son, mm -hmm. I would literally want to murder you. You you believe in personally. Yes. But the problem is I can't, we can't as a principle, we can't allow a government to have that kind of power because it turns out they've gotten it wrong before. A and lot. So now an innocent life has been taken. Um, but I, I do think, you know, I'm with Ben Shapiro. Like, you rape, you rape someone, you should be castrated. But who do we trust to do that? To me, there's got to right? be, like, it's got to be absolute proof. It's got to be the victim themselves, and I'll say it's morally righteous for that to happen, justified for that to happen. Um, or it's got to be a literal eyewitness Something like that. I could not but ever. Even eyewitnesses can be, can make. Things I mean, up. like you were there, and like you know for sure it was the person. And that's what I, that's what I responded to there, Costco. What about pedos? It's like, yeah. I mean, I think they should absolutely be hung by a tree. Yeah. Let's say, racist. Why don't we? <laughs> if you if you sexually assault or rape children how disgusting of a human being you are. I mean, yeah, but the problem, it still comes down to the same problem. 
is that once the government has this power, which they've had for, you know, the beginning of time, let's say, it's always abused. It's yeah. always abused. You want to talk about actual racism? I mean, watch the, what's that movie called? Mercy, I believe. Um, and you can look at the stats in Alabama. I mean, they literally used the death penalty to just execute black people legally. Yeah, who, I just... Who had done nothing, but they needed to pin the murder or the rape on someone. The prosecutor needed to pin it on someone. They needed to close the case. And, um, yeah, I I just, I can't trust the government to do to do that. Yeah. Now, Ohio... If I, if I, like, I'll just say this out loud. If I catch you assaulting my son, then I'll, I will be in prison. Yeah. Because I will execute the sentence necessary mm -hmm. for that to happen. That's fine. Yeah. I'll help you uh, bury the body. Thanks. And just hit me up on Converso. Can we be, can so, we be cellmates? <laughs> yeah, sure. Can we put that like in, we'll, uh, we'll confess. <laughs> if. Complete guilty. We can still do this <laughs> we show. We bunk up and we want mics. <laughs> we want to show. Podcast from, equipment. From all cell. that stuff. <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, capital punishment could soon be on its way out in Ohio. Recent efforts from the governor, the attorney general, state legislators suggest the state is moving away from the practice. Now, one thing I will say is it doesn't seem to be on the grounds that it's just wrong to have the death penalty or it's wrong for the government to do these things. Uh, it has to do with financial burden of it. The fact that they end up spending, you spend way, by the way, a lot of people make this argument. Like, oh, we, we don't need to feed them and clothe them and give them a place to live for the rest of their life. We need to do the death penalty. Don't need my tax money to be going towards this murder rapist. It's actually way more expensive for someone on death row than mm -hmm. it is for someone spending life in prison. Yes. Way more. You go through all the appeals process, the, the state's paying for all this stuff. Uh, the actual execution itself is, is crazy expensive because you got to buy these medications and do it. They charge a bit of a premium because you're using their product to kill someone. Mm -hmm. And uh, these drug companies, they don't want to provide it anymore. Tennessee was having the same problem. That is why people were talking about different ways to do the death penalty in Tennessee. A Congress member did say, what if we hang people from a tree? You know, I think we just not have the death penalty. And rope would get really expensive. The price of rope goes right up. Yeah. Okay. So you can charge a government, whatever you want. If you're the only one supplying it. True. Yeah. So that, uh, anyway, they're doing it because it's too expensive and they're having a hard time procuring the drugs uh, to do the executions. Now, I guess whatever, whatever gets the job done on getting rid of the death penalty, I guess that's one of the good things about it. I wish they were doing it based on the fact that they don't trust the government to prove that the government should be able to kill you. That's what you're doing in the death penalty case, mm -hmm. by the way. The government gets to gather the government's evidence for why the government should be able to kill you. Yes. That's it right there. <laughs> That's why you can't do this thing. And then there's one more. Listen, let's leave it with a heartwarming story. Put some good out there in the world. Okay, like this guy who's putting that on TikTok. And I tear it up every single time I watch this. So everyone just get ready, ready your emotions for this guy, Javino Mc, McLean? McLean. McLean, is that what you say? Opened a gym for people with disabilities. What a legend. This is what fitness is all about. Just do something good. 
and put it out there on the internet, make other people happy. That's great stuff, okay? Me and you, go on, keep walking. Go on, walk, walk. Walk, don't die, boy. Walk forward. One more. Light work, easy. I'm going to let go of you. Three, two, one. there you go do something good to brighten up someone's day okay Bailey says, I can't see the video, but this sounds interesting. <laughs> I was just thinking about like not watching the video and just listening to it. <laughs> Come on. Oh. Oh, that, that no, way. it's good stuff. I'll put a link in the show notes for everyone. That's I guess. so good. Yeah. That's so good. So uh, yeah, do something to brighten someone's day. Yeah. That, make that your goal on White Pill Wednesday and say, you know what? Give someone a hug. You never know what they're going through. Give you know? someone. Yeah. A hug. A Don't even thing. ask them permission. First. We should just walk up we, and do it. <laughs> we should be the party of you know compassionate people. Involuntary yeah. hugs. Yeah. Yeah. Voluntary. Okay. Servitude. You know. Yes. <laughs> That's what we should do, because yeah. because we don't need the government to do it. We don't. Right? You know, you can do something good for people, and yeah, the I agree, Daisy. The excitement in their face. They're it's. That's such a joy. That's it like is. pure joy. And that's what makes life worth living is pure joy. The other thing you can do, like if you can't do something personally, when you see videos like this, share them with people. You know, it makes you happy. It makes you feel good to see stuff. You could be brightening someone's day just because this was in their timeline instead of something else that was awful. All right. So you can do things like that too. I'll put the video in the show notes and you can find it. T-Dub said, turn your high beams on behind someone, brighten their day. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great idea. All right, y'all. There you go. If you enjoyed today's episode (laughs) and you uh, like White Pill Wednesday and you want to do some good things, maybe if you feel encouraged today, hopefully that's the case, then then share the show with a friend, family member, share it with your enemy. You know, Mm -hmm. you need to keep your enemies closer and your friends close. That's what they say. That's how they say it, yeah. So share it all around. Uh, go to joingmail.com or godhatesfeds.com to be part of the Fed Haters Club. You can, at God Hates Feds, you can get a, a beautiful God Hates Feds t-shirt. Yeah. You know, we had some hate on that, ironically, on that shirt today. I've been posting that every time I see the ATF post something. I basically post a link to it on the ATF site. And uh, it's been doing pretty well lately. I actually sold quite a few of them in the last, uh, in the last couple weeks. And um, it's... Funny because people would say God doesn't hate anyone, you know. This is this is ridiculous, and I'm like, I'm not. Listen, I'm not blaming you, but you clearly don't know God. Okay, and you need to get right with the Lord. All right. Yeah. No, that's not that's not really the answer. The they actual also, answer is it's a T-shirt. They also don't understand it. No. Well, someone else was like, you might want to tweak the design. It looks kind of like that Westboro Baptist Church thing, <laughs> and I'm like. Exactly. It looks exactly like the Westboro Baptist Church thing, almost like that was intentional. Did you tweet back and just say, you're welcome? Well, I made a side-by-side of the actual God hates you-know-who, 
and they God hates feds shirt. And I was going to say like, yeah, they, I mean, guys, it's the same font. <laughs> same color. It's, it's literally the same font. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but then I was like, can I post this on, I mean, I guess Elon Musk is over Twitter. I guess I can post the, the F word on there. You yeah. know, that's what I read on New York times anyway. Exactly. So I guess I can post it, but I didn't post it. So. Yeah, and we're not going to apologize here, by the way. The actual answer so, is, it's a shirt. It's a shirt. This is between you and God. It's a joke. Okay. It's great. If you don't like it, don't get it. GodHatesFeds.com. Be part of the Fed Haters Club. Um, there's a link on there to join GML, which is how you get part of that. And if it's a selling point at all, which it probably is not, uh, Costco keeps handing out my number to the live <laughs> So if that's a selling point at all, uh, you pay six bucks. And you can have my phone number. So far, no one's spamming me. And I can't tell if that's because they're nice and generous or no one actually wants to talk to me. <laughs> I think it's because they're being nice, Charlie. Yeah, they don't so, want to bother you. So That's what's wrong. Go to all those places. Uh, leave us a rating and review. And if you do all those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. <laughs>